listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And now it is time for Bree's Big Question, where Bree presents us with a big question. And then we talk about it. We'll see where this goes. Uh, Bree, take it away. What is your big question today? So in the month of October... This is something that I have sort of struggled with in my lifetime, particularly as a Lutheran. Um, But during the month of October, it seems to me that there is a growing affinity, perhaps, for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have my own thoughts about it, but not entirely sure what the LCMS in particular feels about trick-or-treating um i went on the facebook group and if you are if you are on there thanks for chipping in if you the lutheran if you ladies did. lounge that's the name of the facebook group that's right that is highly one. active too it is highly active <laughs> radio active oh, <laughs> oh mic drop <laughs> So I put it to the ladies on the Facebook group about whether or not they trick or treat or if they are not of the age where they feel it is appropriate, because I feel like that age tends to vary. Some people think you should stop at 11 and <laughs> some people think you should stop at 35. So I got, I, got, I, don't know. I got two more under my belt or three. I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't math. But anyway, um, <laughs> so it was it was a pretty pretty high energy, pretty serious discussion that was had. I think people had a lot of thoughts about it, um, both for and against Halloween. Mm -hmm. And when I talk (laughs) about Halloween, I'm specifically referring to the act of Mm -hmm. trick-or-treating. It could be going door to door asking for candy. It could be like a trunk or treat, which I feel is growing in popularity. Um, So I did a little bit of digging in addition to asking about uh, people celebrating Halloween because I know that the celebration in and of itself is sort of shrouded in mystery as to its origins and basically where do we as Lutherans fit into Halloween specifically trick-or-treating. Well, and let's just, I mean, acknowledge right out that the way some people celebrate Halloween is infused with the occult, is mm-hmm. infused with a lot of paganism and some stuff that we really don't want to be associated with. And so, you know, it is a controversy. Some years it's higher than others. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sort of comes and goes in, in Christian and Lutheran circles. But do we as Christians participate in trick-or-treating on Halloween? Right. Mm-hmm. So I did some I did some digging, um, and I feel like there is almost every. This is an overgeneralization, but it seems <laughs> to me that every um, significantly large cultural group at one point or another celebrates dead people in October. Yeah, or the, at the end yeah. of at the end of summer. Um, okay. I don't know. Why? I don't know if it's because summer is ending and and fall is beginning. I don't I don't know. So basically, um, Halloween is uh, <laughs> should I let it pass? <laughs> the joys of dogs barking. Oh 
Um, for those of you listening at home, <laughs> I'm recording in my uh, home studio, and uh, this is the time of day when the little girls next door get home and come to see if my daughters can play. <laughs> Whoops. Real life hashtag. This is it keeps <laughs> keeps it reals. It's good. It's but, fine. Brie, what you're saying though uh, about cultures all having this time um, when we when when my 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 episode about him singing uh, mm-hmm. hint drops. That's that was the same thing I was finding too when I was researching uh, my topic, which I won't give away at this moment. Um, but that I was finding the same thing that there's there in a, in a lot of cultures, um, a lot of cultures have this celebration of of the dead in some form, whether it's a good like religious thing or some weird morbid cultural thing. Right, right. So with Halloween in particular, you have sort of this ancient Celtic tradition of sewin, which is not does not sound the way that it's spelled, but I learned today <laughs> that it's sewin. I did not know that. Um and it is sort of this uh, celebration of nature and calling upon ancestors to protect the harvest and keep them safe during the winter and bonfires and um, definitely Is this some... a holiday that is spelled Samhain? Yes. Oh! Yeah. Yup. Sure is. <laughs> That's Sam-hain. how I say it. Samhain. Sowen. Sowen. That's how I say it in my head. Oh. Me too. That's I had one to, way to keep I had to train up. my brain before I came up here to be like, it's Sowen. Don't <laughs> pronounce it wrong. <laughs> So that that was a sort of an ancient celebration, and then you have sort of the Roman Empire taking over that area in what forty A.D. ish, and so they sort of implemented their own like Roman stuff that they also happen to be doing at that time of the year. Um, in Mexico and Latin cultures, you have Dia de los Muertos, which is uh, a whole other sort of celebration of the dead, some sort of like ancestral mm-hmm. worship remembrance. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it. But point being, Halloween as it is in the United States was really not acknowledged until the 19th century when... Probably not coincidentally, we saw a huge influx of Scottish and Irish immigrants Mm -hmm. to the country. But even then, like over the centuries, it's sort of become something else entirely. It's sort of secularized, not insofar as it's no longer sacred. It's to us, it's not the, the, the whole religious, spiritual aspect of the celebration that's not really what it is anymore, and that's not really how we celebrate it. I would ha- I would have to believe that you know churches and church families and etc. wouldn't be celebrating Halloween or going trick or they wouldn't be going trick or treating if it had its you know there were more nefarious, darker forces mm-hmm. at play. Um, so yeah, it's become more of a, a civic holiday, you know, like the Fourth of July or Memorial Day. And um, in that way, it's largely had, I think, its teeth and fangs removed from it in a spiritual sense, Um, which is why, although I've been sort of back and forth throughout my life on on whether and how much to to celebrate Halloween, I think of it now as let, let your kids play dress up and go meet your neighbors night, which is great because we have precious few uh, holidays that give us an excuse to go around and say howdy to all our neighbors. Mm-hmm, that's Can true. you think of another one that does that? Nope. No, nope. not really. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so in, in that way, it occupies this really, um, I think, important cultural space that, yeah, I remember one year trick-or-treating, that was the first time I had met one of my elderly neighbors. Hmm. And she was so thrilled to see the cute little kids come up, give them candy. And of course, we weren't dressed in anything creepy. I know my kids always try to push the envelope and, and I tell them every year, would your fourth grade Lutheran school teacher, Mrs. Mackey, approve of this costume? It is the Mrs. Mackey test for whether... <laughs> the litmus test, I, I but really it's the Mackey list- test. I really hope you're listening, Ruth, because <laughs> I, I hope that you will understand that this is the tribute that it's meant to be, that... You know, you've got these role models who teach you what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. And you can just refer to them and say, oh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. she she would not thumbs up that costume. I shouldn't even ask. Go back to your closet and come back later. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said before, we had a pretty lively discussion on the Facebook group with this poll. Um, we had 336 respondents as of this Ooh, afternoon. I kept getting... Um, notifications for that post. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, this is a question that is highly debated. Oh, yeah. Um, because of the cultural significance from um, from pagan druid practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think there's always this underpinning, I guess, of, of things that possibly play with witchcraft, like Harry Potter um, and other things that there, there's always this debate mm-hmm. um, whether or not these things are okay for Christians. Right. And there's right. always people that fall on both sides. Mm-hmm. Of course. And so I, what I did was I actually went in to the thread and pulled out some some comments and some insight from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think largely in terms of pro versus against, 82.143% of everybody on who responded is either trick or treats or their kids do. So that's wow. a significant part of the population that of the viewership that does. I think a, a lot of a lot of people don't really see sort of the darker influences of its origins, but a few of the things that I want to bring up here is if we wanted to ask why is trick or treating quote unquote good? Not necessarily from the perspective of good things that come from God necessarily, but what sort of what are the the benefits to this kind of activity? So a lot of the things that I was seeing on the thread was that it's a good community builder. Caitlin said that uh, the church that she is a member of is having a disabled, accessible, sensory-friendly trunk or treat this year. Oh wow! And so I think that that's that's a great improvement in in sort of reaching out um, to uh, kids who might not otherwise be able to experience Halloween because you know there is there's fright and there's flashing lights and sounds and it can be kind of a creepy day for for people and mm-hmm. so people who might struggle with with sensory uh, issues I don't know what's the right way to say that or not but um I could see where Halloween would be a struggle for mm-hmm. people like that um Kristen said that uh, her her family throws a driveway party hmm. because we have the quote unquote Halloween house in our neighborhood, which I guess is like the Halloween equivalent of the Clark Griswold Christmas oh, house. Yes. I hope. 
And the neighborhood draws kids from all over the city. She says her neighborhood can get up to 900 trick-or-treaters on a weekend Halloween night when the weather is nice. Kids come in van loads from neighborhoods where it may not be a safe place to go trick-or-treating, and they have a great time. So again, it's sort of this safe, family-friendly activity that is becoming more accessible to people um, as they engage in the community. And also, it's a family-oriented activity, uh, up, up, probably up until a certain point. I think Halloween as a kid is different than Halloween as like a college student, which is another topic <laughs> for another time. Which is probably why you kept your question centered on trick-or-treating. Correct. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. My church for years did a, we called it Light Up the Night. I think there was somebody who was concerned they wanted to avoid the Halloween connection, but it was held on Halloween and it was sort of a festival where we would host it. There were games for kids. We'd give out candy. But I believe part of the original intent was that at that time, the neighborhood was not as, maybe not quite as safe and comfortable where people wanted their kids walking around after dark and so they wanted a place where kids could come and be safe and have a good time on that night well as the neighborhood um it's actually changed through the years and it is now a lot it's it's a lot more comfortable to walk around at night and so i actually don't know if we're going to be doing it this year we've we've debated the past couple of years whether we want to keep doing it is it actually really sort of needed at mm-hmm. this point or is it something where people are like I'd like to actually be able to go and knock on my neighbor's doors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trick cool. or treat face to face as opposed to coming together sure. Um, sure. so that's my church's approach or sure. thing they're wrestling with yeah, yeah. well there's yeah. I feel like there's a lot more neighborhoods that are also doing trick or treating during the daytime too yep. which is oh. uh, like mind boggling to me because um, when I was growing up um, it was always like you didn't you didn't even leave the house until after the sun right, went down. Right when the right. lights went on on, uh-huh, on people's houses, uh-huh. that's when you could go knock yep, on their yeah. doors. Um, but then Twilight to... was for the like the preschool kids. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then when we went to college at uh, Concordia. Um, we we did go trick or treating as college students. Because they had and I. those full size candy bars, man. Because we were in River Forest, and Opulence River Forest everywhere. has large houses. Um, but but there is a the the rule there was that you actually had to go at a certain time during the daytime when it was still light out, and that was oh. that was just mind boggling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. And so I I fall kind of in the middle of this. I love when little kids. Uh, dress up. It is the most adorable thing in the world. My favorite memories from Halloween are actually when I was working at the YMCA and the, we had a preschool in our building um, and they always did a costume parade. And so we would all dress up as employees, um, usually with some theme. Um, nice. What was it? Uh, the Wizard of Oz. So we were like all a different Wizard of Oz character. What were you? I was um, Dorothy. Of, of course, course you were. <laughs> <laughs> I had the it was either that or the flying oh. monkey, but like I straight up was like, she was Dorothy. I was Dorothy. I don't even have to ask. It was great. I had red shoes and everything. I was um, a tin man one year in high school. You would be. You I would found be. I found like an an oil funnel that my dad had in the garage. So I washed only it out and heart. stuck it on my head. <laughs> so that, now, if, if I were like Aaron, I would probably like yeah. trick or treating more than I do. As a mother who is averse to both sewing and crafting, yeah. I and also spending money on expensive one-time use costumes, I dread Halloween. And I know that on the Facebook group, there were some people who were like this. I don't have a feeling 
uh, one way or the other on the morality of trick-or-treating. It just annoys me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think lots of lots of reasons that people gave for being being annoyed, like, you know, giant teenagers who just put a hoodie on and call it a costume coming around. And <laughs> this is candy. my costume. No, <laughs> it's a chan- It's uh-huh. a hoodie. I almost said a brand uh-huh. name. Oh, S- my- scrap that. <laughs> My husband, my husband and I usually wrangle over who has to take the kids trick or treating and who gets to stay home and pass out candy. So I definitely have mixed emotions about this, um, both on a spiritual and on a practical level. Sure. And yet, again, I come down to the whole love your neighbor thing. Mm-hmm. This is a chance we have to get out and make those connections with our neighbors, give their kids something sweet. And then steal our own children's candy when they sure. get back so they don't eat too much of it. <laughs> Mom tax. Yeah. I will say when I was a kid, that was the best part was just getting all the candy because oh, yeah. sugar. So sugar was great. <laughs> that That's actually a downfall. So so we kind of talked about why it's good, but it's not all good. Um, one of the things that came up a couple of times in the thread is kids have food allergies. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're becoming a lot more aware of like peanut allergies and, you know, just in general, like it's junk. Like p- kids are going from door to door eating like it's garbage. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I will canoe down a river of chocolate all day long. Like, I'm okay with that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, you can't really sustain your life off of that. So, um, not only that, um, there, are, there are just kids they can't, you can yeah. give them all the candy in the world, they can't eat it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of isolating. Um, and then, you know, obviously we have to we have to sort of reconcile the fact that trick or treating is a practice that does have its origins in sort of this Celtic pagan celebration. So um, I think one of the most outspoken people against the celebration of Halloween who I, I actually reached out to her um Emily, uh, I really appreciated her ability to sort of just put herself out there and say, you know what, I am obviously the minority here, but she was able to present sort of her viewpoint. And so what I, I did want to bring up one of the things that she said, because it is something that's really important to think about and ask ourselves, because um, the devil is everywhere. He's going to be every like that's what we're promised in this life and so um something that she said was um i don't believe in celebrating halloween i do not think that a church hosting a trunk or treat is acceptable um it is a pagan holiday atheists don't walk through the church doors on christmas to pretend to worship and celebrate the birth of christ why on any level do we as christians think that this is okay mm-hmm And I can see a bit of that, too. Um, And less of it when I was a kid, because I thought it was just fun. Um, As I'm older now and I um, understand the things that kind of weird me out, um, I am not a fan of creepy stuff or scary movies Mm -hmm. or anything that kind of is in that realm of scary, creepy, satanic kind of stuff, even if it is, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. harmless. um, I just it it doesn't sit well with me. There's some like really creepy like downright demonic looking stuff yeah and, and i just i just don't like it fu- kind of a funny story kind of a cheeky story and i know we have to wrap it up here um when i was like three and four years old i was scared of the halloween aisle i so like i would run you. past it like screaming <laughs> in my eyes covered yeah. but like th- there is truth to that like yeah. it's 
it's scary. Yeah. It's not all, it, and, you know, people engage in stuff that is on that night that is not rooted in good, innocent Christian fun. I mean, you, there's, there's Ouija boards, there's seances, there's pranks that borderline on vandalism. So it's not always a, a great thing to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to go to the source um, and just get the LCMS's quote-unquote official stance on <laughs> Halloween <laughs> and trick-or-treating. So, um, Since we know those people. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel put me in touch with uh, Pastor Larry Vogel of CTCR, which is the Commission... On theology. theology and church relations. Man, Got it. Yeah. I love um, our uh, acronym. We acronym. love acronym city here. We love I it. I think I referred to it as the LCMS official stance department. It is. That's <laughs> right. It really is. So when I, when I asked him that, um, he basically said a quote unquote official stance would mean something in scripture, the Lutheran confessions, or in an LCMS con- convention resolution. Um, because trick-or-treating and Halloween don't fall into any of those things, we don't have, the LCMS does not have an official stance on trick-or-treating. Um, what he encourages people to do, whether you're a kid or a parent or a guardian of a child, the way that you celebrate Halloween should be, um, you should be conscious of it. You should be informed by scripture and just allow that to help you make your decisions when it comes to trick or treating and Halloween celebrations. Yeah. And if you decide that you don't feel like it's good to trick or treat, that's okay. And if you look around and see, oh, this is a way, another way I can love my neighbor. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Christian freedom. Fall festivals are great too. Like let's be real. I love a corn maze. Oh man. <laughs> I don't love a corn maze. I always get lost in them and then yeah. I get claustrophobic. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Wholesome fall fun, y'all. <laughs> so there we go. Uh the the Bree's big question of whether or not we should Halloween is well. <laughs> In kind your, of resolved in your Christian freedom. Not at all resolved. <laughs> <laughs> Just say that <laughs> because everyone's going to have to make this call every year for themselves, for their families. Do I turn the light on? Leave it off? Do I allow that princess ninja costume or not? You know, it's it's uh, these decisions aren't usually one time, one size fits all. It's true. It's true. In your Christian freedom, uh, pray and use your God given wisdom. And there we go. All right. Thanks, Bree, for your big question. You're welcome. Uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. There is always more content uh, of the Lutheran Ladies Lounge at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcast player, of course, uh, or in our Facebook group. I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron. I'm Bree. I'm Rachel. And you're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge.